All right, well, it's like two after, so let's get chat. Let's get started here. All right, so we'll go over the release schedule real quick um, before I get into like the filter stuff, get a bunch of other like kind of sustaining engineering stuff. So we just released 110.11, um, the end of September. And so now we're actually removing up the 112.3 release, should release in the next week or two. We're busy putting that together. I think there's a one extra thing that we're going to stick in here. Um, so yeah, so that'll that'll release somewhere in uh, mid-October. We're just trying to get that out the door. And then at the end of October, we'll release 114.3. And that'll be the last release for the last release of the E4S software suite under the Exascale Computing Project. So that'll be around in here in November. Um, and then we'll have another release in um, 2024 for 114.4. And the 114 line will, will continue as it... As you can see here, 110 and 112 are, are ending. So we'll have no more support for those. We'll still answer support questions, but there will be no further releases of it, even if there's a, a bug or a flaw found in this. Um, so yeah, so one of the things I should point out is that we are actually CVE free in uh, 110, 11, 112.3, 114.4. I think I've mentioned this before, but you can go look at um, any given branch in here. So if you go into, HDF5, so 112 is going to release soon. So let's go look at 112. And there should be a CVE list file in here. And you can see here, it's all green, right? Is that, oh, that's wrong. These should be fixed. Um, I'll have to talk to Vinmin about that. But yeah, that's uh, these these should all be green all the way down. I don't know why these are red in there. Um, but uh, yeah. So, so that's cool. Of course, we still do have issues, right? This is OS's fuzz. And so OS's fuzz has found more stuff for us to go in and uh, find things and fix. So um, so this this continues. Um, these are more, usually what these things are from is it's from uh, error paths. Um, we, we fixed a lot of stuff where we do overflows. Um, there's still a few that are in here and stuff, but uh, but most of them are from reading malformed metadata in the HDF5 file. And so as they trip over bad things, they will read over buffers, they will take incorrect, um, they, they will do inadequate cleanup on the way out. And we fixed a lot of these things, but yeah, they, they still they still crop up. So it's a never ending source of fun in the, um, in the C library. Also, we started doing Coverity again. So uh, we submitted um, a build of HDF5 and build of HDF4. Um, which has fewer defects, which is very surprising to me given the code quality of HDF4, although it's a much smaller library than HDF5. Uh, of these defects here, um, pretty much every API call in the library is flagged as having a defect, um, which is probably spurious. I sat down, Quincy and I were digging through this, trying to figure out if this is actually a real issue or not, or if it's just confused by our large number of macros. Because um, Coverity sometimes picks out some really strange stuff, right? It's, it's actually pretty good at, at doing analysis, but sometimes it also has a uh, false positive. And I've seen the false positive rate goes high as 20%. Um, so yeah, so so a lot of this is actually probably more like 478, not 1,478, because it's a lot of, it's like all our public API calls, everything that we do um, at the developer level, so all the vol kind of like semi-public calls in the, that are in the develop.h headers um, that most people don't really see. The VFD calls, if you're writing a VFD connector. So all of that stuff 
has flagged as having this this problem, which I don't think is actually a problem. Valgren says it's not a problem, but Coverity thinks it's a problem. So we'll see. Um, because I, I think I'm just going to wind up going through it about another month and just clearing all these things out and saying that this is not actually a problem. But we're going to investigate some more just to make sure it's not. Um, submit some other builds with like some unzipped macros and stuff to see if this is actually a uh, an issue. So yeah. So um, yeah. And then let's see here. Uh, another thing that that uh, somebody pointed me to was this the open SSF scorecard. We do actually okay. Um, so this is a, a very recent one. Uh, most of what it's complaining about in here um, is that we don't have like static code analysis set up to run on all commits. This seems like it. I mean, I, I can try and set this up. I just don't want to set things up that take an hour to run. I'm not sure if this is going to do that or not. So, um, so yeah, so maybe we'll get this set up. It complains about um, binary artifacts because we packaged the um, the the Java stuff, the J unit, into there, and the the logging stuff um, instead of pulling it in. Um, it it complains about our pin dependencies. So what they want is they want you to put a hash, I think, after all of these workflows that we pull in to make sure that you're getting the exact right thing and not some um, malicious thing. I, I kind of care less about these things. But this we should probably do the static code analysis. I, I do want to fix that one issue, though, before I put this in there, right? And then we'll have Coverity just run all the time. But uh, and then this, we don't we don't sign our releases. Think about doing that, maybe. And um, uh, this is, yeah, we really haven't tried made an effort to address the issues on the open SSF scorecard. We do actually have the uh, the scorecard thing runs as a um, uh, as a as a part of our workflows. We go back to develop here. And so we have actually put in here under the workflows, we have the scorecard. And so it does run. Um, and it generates uh, a very large number of things, right? Which are like these, like this is under mine. And so you can see here, oh, this is, uh, I, I set up code QL at one point and it yells about every place we don't, where we generate a format string and then use it. So that's not super helpful. Um, but if we go to the end here, this is where it starts doing that. Yeah, the pin dependencies. Um, so, so we'll try to uh, fix some of this stuff and then put it on our uh, our our web page. Um, yeah, and then here is like where there's actual like real things that might be worth looking at. But yeah, most of this stuff is not very uh, not very exciting. But yeah, but we'll try and increase this. But seven point four isn't too bad considering that we haven't made no effort to correct any of their stuff yet. But we just start adding this in later. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then also another thing I wanted to show here is um, let's take a look here. Uh, let's go to HD5. So one of the things that I put on here is I did add in. So this is um, the C dash results for us on uh, big HPC systems. Um, a lot of these warnings here are because we have this warning scheme where we we paper over some stuff that are just essentially design deficiencies. A library that would take a lot of work to undo. And so we have places like where we use const, we pass some stuff in and occasionally we have to write to it when we clean stuff up, but mostly it's const. Like we have a lot of, we have a lot of mostly const things that are inside the library. So um, we can paper over those in GCC and Clang, but on some of these other things like Intel, 
that warning scheme has not been extended to uh, cover these up here. So for the most part, you should see more like this if we cleaned up all that stuff. And I'll try to do that. That's been one of those things that's been in my queue for a while is to extend the warning system to work for more compilers. Um, but we have some failures here and we'll fix this. It's usually due to weird MPI stuff. Um, we're trying to get get all this stuff fixed before the um, the the next the next release, the 114.3 release. So uh, we have that. And then, so let's see, Coverity. Oh yeah, another thing that I want to mention, we have not created the stuff for it yet, but um, we're thinking about dropping MPI2 support in the library. Um, it'll it'll definitely be removed from develop, um, but uh, we're I'll, we're going to ask around. We'll go through our usual change process, which, as a reminder, is in the wiki. And go here, and then we go to change policy. And here's where we talk about what we're going to do, right? So we'll create a forum post about this. We'll create a discussion issue on GitHub, and um, we will we'll talk about this and see, and we'll check with some of the people at the labs to make sure that they don't uh, require MPI2 for anything. I think it's been a while since anybody's needed MPI2. But um, somebody somebody created an issue where they uh, were concerned about it. Yeah, here, so MPI version 2.2. So this is all really old, and we're probably not going to support it for very much longer. 114.3 will probably be fixed to work with, one, with MPI2. But I think after that, the 114.4 and up will not support it. Another thing we're going to be doing is somebody complained that static plus thread safe fails on Windows. I know everybody's very excited about thread safety now. So thread safety on Windows only works with the shared library because the only way that we can manage some thread state is through DLL hooks in there's some hooks in DLL main. And obviously that doesn't exist in a static library because there is no DLL. So I changed this in a recent PR that's probably running right now. Um, oh, it's been approved. So when this thing runs through its CI, we'll get it merged in. Um, but in this one, I changed it to a fatal error. So now it'll it'll die if you try to build a static library because people have tripped over this before. So just so you know, that's also another change that is, I mean, it's not really a change. It's just that we're being noisier about the change because you can create bad software if you think that that's actually going to work. You just, you'll leak memory all over the place because like per thread storage that we manage with like p thread key i think in posix threads this is not going to clean, get cleaned up under windows so um let's hear another thing that i should probably mention before we get into the filter stuff is so we have uh the boff coming up for supercomputing um we got a good time slot we got wednesday um in the evening um so this is gonna be about our history we're looking for people to um who have interesting use cases from throughout HDF5's um, history. So if you would like to give a, a quick lightning talk at the BOF, send me some email or any of the other people, Saran, Elena, Quincy, if you know those people, and uh, we'll, we'll get you penciled in for that. All right, so the filter uh, thing, let me go in here, let's go to HDF5 filters. Oh, filter, HDF5 filter. What? Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Where did I put it? You have five filters. No, 
Um, so anyway, so we're what we're going to be doing right um, with the uh, the filter working group. So one of the things that came out of the European user group meeting was um, there's no uh, um, the filters HDF five. Are you looking? Are you looking for HDF five plugin? Plugins. That's it. Sorry. My bad. There we go, HDFI plugins. So this is where um, we should rename this actually. So that's really about filters because it's not for any plugin. It's just really for compression filters. So what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be creating a, a working group to manage HDFI compression filters um, in kind of the same way that we have a working group for HDFI. So right now we deploy these with the library, we build a bunch of them, um, but they're just kind of, they're, they're not in a state that inspires a lot of confidence. And what people want is they want to know that the compression filters are, are being maintained, that we have a commitment to making sure that data that is written out with these kind of important filters, like the ones that are used in, in H5Pi and Pi tables and things like that, are going to be available for the future, that we're going to in the same way that people feel confident about using the Zlib and SZIP because they're built into the library and we maintain those. And so we want that same kind of um, thing to be to, to, to exist for other other compression filters. And then also too, we want to have a place where um, we can kind of gather compression filters, maybe that they won't have as much the same level of support as as things like BLOSP, but they would um, be in one spot. So you'd have kind of one-stop shopping for compression filters, um, that kind of community level filter stuff. So I'm gonna set up a meeting. Um, it's, it's probably not gonna start this month. If I start it in November, um, where we'll get, maybe we'll get one meeting in towards the end of the month, but I'm out on vacation for part of this month. So it'd be kind of hard, um, but we'll, we'll get a, a meeting set up and it'll, probably be early in the morning on California time so that we can get people in from Europe because people in Europe are very concerned about this. Um, so that's probably the best time for, for everybody. And we'll work on filter governance. We'll, we'll split this collection of filters that we have up here into the ones that we consider kind of like blessed filters that are gonna be, that are gonna have higher levels of support and community level ones. Um, we'll try to come up with some policies for what happens when libraries or filter authors disappear. We'll move the um, the plugin registration list here. You can, you'll still be able to register um, compression filters by emailing the help desk, of course, um, but you could also show up at these meetings and then we could also do that there. Um, and so I have an, an invite list of people that I'm going to invite to this, this group. Um, most of the people who are at the European hug and have expressed some interest. Uh, if you would like to be a part of this, then shoot me an email, derobbins at hdfgroup.org, and um, or contact the help desk, and um, we will get you in on this. And we'll put a a post, I think, on the on the forum to to mention that this has been kicked off, and here's where the meetings are, and you can hassle me, and I'll send you a Teams invite, just the same way that we do for um, the uh, the the working group meeting for HDF5. And we'll set up some mailing lists. We, we've been doing some IT changes here, so I haven't had those set up quite yet, but I wanna have 
mailing list set up for both uh, HDF5's working group and the filters working group. And let's see, what else did I have on here? Do, 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 do. Yeah, well, we'll basically document everything here in this wiki. So that would be where we put our, our governance in there. Um, and yeah, so there'll be people in there from, from H5Pi. Um, we're hoping to get uh, Francesc in there from Blosk um, to show up occasionally. And uh, and us, and I think Elena was very interested in this. So, and that's what I have. That's my, uh, my stuff for today. Any questions? I, I have one, although I'm, you know, an employee. So I, I, you know, I would rather someone else ask question, but if no one else, um, I wonder if that, at that meeting and this filter working group, um, I typically tend to translate contents of HDFI file and filter information to basically some other tools can access the data. And so what I find a problem with is that those the six parameters, the, what the CD values or something that's essentially up to every filter mm -hmm. uh, to use at its own disposal um, in the current setup of HDF filters, uh, it's undefined what, they, what do they mean. They're just like, well, it's a, you know, those are six values, you use them as you wish and it's kind of recorded, but I think it will be very helpful that one of the tasks of this filter group is kind of define what those things are in the current filters that are that are being uh, hosted here uh, yes. in this repository, so that when the translation happens, there is ability to to basically transfer that information correctly to maybe some other software that implements exactly the same uh, compression algorithm. Mm -hmm. but again, works outside of the HDF5 library completely. Yeah, one of the things that we talked about having uh, as, a, as a function of this repository is to enforce some standards. And one of those standards would be documentation, that um, anything that's going to be in the, um, the, the special side of things needs to have everything documented. And you know, we talked about you know, potentially implementing some coding standards. Most of the, the filters aren't really a lot of code they're, they're usually pretty small but we do need things documented like that and we talked you know one of the things that we'll also talk about is you know is is this enough is what we have in the filter struct uh suitable for for writing filters you know especially given things like heterogeneous compute right like do we want to have um a lot of people to specify callbacks for uh memory allocators and stuff like that or have the option to kind of like you know, be smarter about where memory or where things are kept in memory, like pinning stuff into the GPU because the next filter is going to use it. So stuff like that, right? We can um, we we can discuss in in these working group meetings. Cool. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, the whole point of this is to really just like make sure that. I mean, right now, you know, that the filter community has always been kind of the wild west. We want we want to stop that for at least the the very important filters that everybody seems to care about that are very popular in the industry and in other HDFI related pro, um, projects. So we want to make sure that that stuff gets into like this kind of like this core where it's well documented, it's well supported. People have confidence that it's going to show up all the time. 
we test it as a CI action with the rest of the library, stuff like that, I think would be very helpful. Yeah, another idea, since we we're talking about that, one idea that I had is if uh, as part of this you know filter thing, we can set up some kind of benchmarks mm -hmm. that actually are going to compare um, uh, the you know some some reasonable statistics about all these compression methods. I mean, one of the things, for example, I'm always thinking about what's the effective chunk size that you kind of start losing the the benefits of if they keep growing and then you have to decompress them. Like where is there is there some kind of an optimization minimum where you basically benefit from both compressing them and, and, and in some meaningful time and you get the smaller chunk size and that right. kind of thing. Right. Like should we have like uh like a script, right? That you can just like run like some PowerShell or you know shell script that you can just run that goes ahead and creates some data sets. You know, runs a little program that just you know sets up different chunk sizes and sets different filters and then just dumps the stuff out to you like you know here's some here's a bunch of stat there's a bunch of statistics that says you know this is probably going to be ideal for the kind of data that you have if you if you fed it some some example data like what's got the best compression ratio what was the fastest stuff like that that'd be a nice tool and we talked about that um unclear like you know who's going to write that or what sort of support we have the um, the the European people have some sort of organization that provides for uh, kind of like sustainability money, and they thought they might be able to get some of that, and then they could use that money to do some of this work. But we'll see. We can also shop stuff around ourselves. Sure. I mean, I I didn't mean immediately or something, but it seems like this working group again. It, it seems like there could be a a nucleus of some kind of community specifically about all these mm -hmm. uh, HDF5 compression filters. And so, mm -hmm. you know, see yep. how it goes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Any other questions? Okay, well, that's all I had today. And we'll see you guys in a month. <laughs>